Every word in our constitution signifies a victory against inequality. So never underestimate the power of those words. Instead, choose, choose to understand, understand them. Section 23 of the Bill of Rights states that everyone has the right to fair labor practices. Every worker has the right to form and join a trade union. And every employer has the right to form and join an employer's organization. SAFM, seize your power. Know your rights. This is a message from South Africa's news and information leader. Great stories told by great personalities. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, well, you know... If Zanella Muhole is here and everybody has left their offices to be in the studio. Everyone wants to know whether she wants water or she wants... There's just commotion. The executive producer is here. Everybody is here. All this excitement, Zanele. You know, nobody gets this attention when they come into our studios. I wonder how, how you manage to get this. Welcome, sis. Thank you so much. Tell me about that hat. <laughs> I have a hashtag that is called not without my hat uh, not without my hat well this is why I want to know why the hat I mean you, you're seldom seen in that hat without the hat uh, in, or with yeah seldom seen without it <laughs> no 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 I just feel grounded when I'm wearing my hat no. and I feel okay I hardly show my dreadlocks if mm. at all I show my dreadlocks I'm feeling Otherwise, so I you, like you're not hat. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hat gives you some kind of security. Of course. Well, congratulations. You've, you've been trailblazing, going around the world, winning awards, representing South Africa and flying the flag. And earlier I was talking about winning. What does it mean to you to be winning all of these awards, to be getting international attention uh, the way you have been? What does it say to you about what you do as a photographer? Um, as a photographer and coming from South Africa, being female bodied being, mm-hmm. winning means that not only me who wins, but it's a way in which I'm paving a way for many other female bodied beings in space to say mm-hmm. that photography is, pay- is possible and it has no gender. Mm-hmm. We need to push it. We need to write this history because if we don't do it, nobody will for us. So for me, the win is not only for Zanelli, but for the community at large and also for people where I come from who may be trying and trying to venture into photography, trying to articulate themselves in a different way. Mm. Whatever win, whatever trophy, whatever award, it's for all of us because then it benefits many other few individuals mm. who um participants in my work and those that are willing to learn photography in different ways. So it's not my win. But I'm happy to say, and thank you for giving it to all of us, but I'm happy to say that it's not only for people that work in your industry or in your field. It affects and and touches a lot of us. It inspires a lot of us about the issues that we sometimes have given up on. Mm -hmm. And you have been, you have been, you know, tacking at it, you know, for a long time, the LGBT issues that um, you deal with, I think conversations are no longer happening as much as they should in the country. Um, and your, your, your work documenting all those issues should keep the conversation going, but I'm not, I'm not sure if we're seeing enough of it to keep the conversation going. 
Um, in different spaces, there's a lot of exhibition taking place. We enter educational spaces like universities and colleges abroad. And I guess at home it will take some time because Why? maybe the focus is on other different kind of politics. And I think it will take time, like how we took many years for the update to be over. Mm. But I guess when you talk about like LGBTI politics, you're not only talking to Zanella, you're talking to a woman who has given birth to a, an, a lesbian child, to a gay child, to a trans child and you're speaking to larger communities and society you're speaking to families because when one person is coming out that person doesn't come out alone mm. and when we talk of like history and think of how history was constructed before and how history is rewritten now it should involve the LGBTI voices without fail, without fear, without shame, because people are here, we are here. So nobody could run away from it. We live with LGBTI people at workplace, at schools, at churches. We are attended by doctors who are queer or who are LGBTI individuals in spaces. I guess whether we show less or show more than what is expected by the community, the fact that some people out there are willing to share this information and mm. bit by bit it will end up being part of the syllabus or curriculum at different spaces. But you see, those conversations are happening in pockets, you know, in LGBTI spaces, I suppose. How, and how would you suggest we all start engaging these issues um, and, and helping all of us understand what's at stake and what, you know, we read about it, but I don't think we internalize it. I don't think we see it as the other as opposed to all-encompassing and all-embracing. So what sort of conversations do you think should happen? I guess if we mainstream LGBTI issues enough and each and every person who is affected in one way or the other mm. or who is connected in one way or the other without fear of being persecuted as the third party, mm people will get the grip. But now it will take, like I said, it will take some time. And I know for sure that it won't take another 20 years or another 21 years. But then slowly and surely, and like I said, if people are willing mm. and committed, you know, to bring about the change in our spaces, it will happen. We're not doing enough because mm. education becomes the key of spaces in which we speak. But then it means that we don't necessarily need to have sexual orientation, you know, education only at a university level because not many uh, black people have access to such avenues but to say that if we could introduce sexual orientation skills early in that way we'll be able to uh, deal with any phobias that mm. comes with being in mm. space because if we expect adults to change their mindset or their attitude or their personal beliefs that would be too late but if you make sure that you help kids to understand that, that, you know, race is race, uh, gender is gender, sexuality is sexuality. In that way, we'll be normalizing the situation in mm. different spaces. Like I said, it's not only an LGBTI issue because most LGBTI people are not born by LGBTI people. They mm. are born by heterosexual people. And those people then have to deal with the coming out processes and having, like, children who are LGBTI in spaces and also to speak on like mainstream media specifically you know we don't need to only deal with the situation when we we learn what is happening overseas we have our own traditions and cultures and way in which we do things here 
and um, transgenderism, lesbianism, homosexuality, it's been part of the African culture. It's just that it has not been written by us on us for us. And I guess that um, change, you know, will come uh, from all those people who are concerned. Concerned citizens of South Africa in that way will maintain peace. Mm. Mm. We've just had the 16 Days of Activism campaign and um, I just wonder, and we, of, of course, the country now has adopted, the government has adopted that as 365 days, which, which we, we welcome. But do you think LGBTI issues have been dealt with enough within that space? Because we've had a lot of victims, you know, violence against LGBTI uh, communities specifically. Do you think this is an opportunity, again, for us to get to know uh, on a personal level, these stories and get LGBTI people to, to, to speak out loud and their voices to be heard? Um, I guess if we talk about like 365 days uh, against uh, violence on human beings before mm-hmm. I genderize it, um, 365 long overdue. LGBTI individuals, I guess the more we campaign, the more we come up with um, campaigns that speak to everybody it's the more we win the battle. But if there are no resources to campaign, then mm. it means that we are left behind. Mm. We can't dream or fantasize over something that we want to see it change, but without being practical about it. And, and also mm. participation and also being radical about it. Just think of a South Africa where the students in different universities, they took on the street of Johannesburg, the country. Mm-hmm. If we were to use the same attitude and campaign to end violence on mm. LGBTI people mm. like that education campaign will be moving towards the right direction because every person who will dare to scorn or rebuke a, an LGBTI person in space, somebody next door would say this person is worthy to be respected just like how we want to see education as the key for South Africans. Mm. So change comes with us. You know, we could deal with that kind of corrupted systems as human beings in spaces or as a people before we sideline others and say this person is not worthy to be hurt simply because of her gender expression or his gender expression or sexual orientation. Mm. You've been traveling around the world and your work has been seen internationally and that's what got you the awards. Are the the challenges the same as far as LGBTI uh, issues are concerned? Um, and what sort of conversations are they dealing with if they're different from ours? You said earlier that, you know, we have our own different culture, so we cannot wait to see what they do. But I think at some point there needs to be a universal kind of outcry or universal understanding of LGBTI issues. Um, the biggest challenge that we have in, in, in our country, I guess, is that we don't have many spaces where art is um, prioritized. I was at Brooklyn Museum last uh, two months ago in October and had conversation with educational uh, uh, department or programs uh, in which like youth had access to the work that I produce, mm-hmm. which is different here at home. You and don't I have young people come and see your work? Uh, other spaces, uh, young, young people are bad to say, okay, there's explicit information or visuals. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know what's going to be said with my current show, which is Sonyama, which deals with racism. We, we must go there. <laughs> we must go there. But yeah, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, but the difference is that if only we could introduce art and art programs uh, to our children from you know, an early stage, it means that children will know that art is another way in which they could express themselves and learn different things, you know. But then if, again, the the, 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 the educational spaces where public schools, um, where kids attend public schools and then there are no resources, we still lack libraries, there are no books, art could be perceived as, uh, perceived as luxury. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we see... You draw from early, and we know that we are grooming our kids from the wet go before it's too late. So that's the difference. Does so anyone ch- explain why young people are sometimes barred from your exhibitions? No, before, like, I, I used to walk in spaces and say explicit, uh, explicit material. And then I will ask and they say, oh, they are children and then the concerned parents and so on and so on. Because, I mean, some parents can could be so homophobic at times, mm. which is painful because those are the people who encourage the perpetrators mm. to, to uh, violate us mm. in spaces. Mm. But if kids were to be taught that this is part of our lives, there's nothing different really. But because the work is of same gender loving, mm. then people always try to... Be careful as if they are walking on eggs. So you think you'll encourage children to experiment maybe and and... Or not, I don't think experiment is the right word, but it would influence them to to question themselves about their own sexuality, um, which is supposed to be the case, I think. I guess a person is a person. People will question themselves whether they see those visuals or not. Mm. We're living in trying times. And there are a lot of different influences in our spaces. Mm. So maybe the visuals might trigger something into them. And they question because kids have a right to question. Human beings, adults, they have a right to question. And it basically means that they need to be responded to or somebody needs to answer to those questions than to lie to them. You know? So you decided to then turn your camera towards yourself in your current exhibition and you must tell me about it Somnyama Ngomnyama Somnyama Ngonyama Somnyama Ngonyama You're talking about a lion here, a lioness Yes, mm. yes, yes I, I guess I'm fascinated by many things but mostly by black beauty and this with Somnyama is a way in which I'm stressing or reclaiming my black beauty. I've been seeing quite a number of um, visuals produced by other artists which are quite racist. And then I just thought to myself, we as black artists, we have not done enough to respond to such racial acts mm. or attacks. Such as? I mean. um, there are kids, young stars who and their 20s at UP who mimicked Sarah Batman mm. and they stuffed their butts with whatever mm. and then they painted, painted their themselves like, mm-hmm. that really really pissed me off and it re- triggered some thoughts and I thought this is not the first time and there was another art piece where a black uh, face lay on a table and it was made of uh, like a cake mm-hmm. and uh, white people had to poke and pick and eat that cake mm. that black cake and there's quite a number of like black face this, black face that, in which you find that white bodies, you know, mimic the black faces or black. So I just thought I. In need fact, to there's, a, there's a country abroad um, in Europe, 
I, I think it's uh, it's Germany, a part of Germany, where they still use the, the, the black faces to sell Christmas. I saw this on, on television. And they, they just think it's a nice thing that children need to see mm. to, 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 to be excited by Christmas because it can't be any other face. It's Father Christmas who walks through the, 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 the chimney and then his face is black all of a sudden. But okay. a very funny black because the lips go pink. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ridiculous like that. In, and it's 2015. Yeah, no, it's painful. And also some of the images on Somnyama, I purchased them in different spaces, um, in Syracuse, in New York. I mean, we know the attacks where a lot of black people are being killed there by white police men. And I just thought I could like produce an image that speaks to that, you know, where mm. I can't breathe this. Um, I can't breathe campaign, Black Lives Matter. We know these things that they are happening in different spaces and they affect us in different ways. And uh, no matter how far, whether it's in America, it's in Europe, we're Africa, etc., etc. So I'm responding to activities that are taking place in South Africa or uh, that took place in South Africa before us, you know, and connecting different events in history mm-hmm. to say that we should speak about these things. We shouldn't run away from them because um, this problem will carry on if we don't tackle it. As, as citizens or as human beings affected by it. Racism is bad. It's as bad as homophobia. It is as bad as transphobia. So that's my artistic response. Response to it. To it. Let's talk about some technicalities at the moment. I, I'm, I'm not a photographer, so I don't know how difficult it is for you to pose for yourself. <laughs> 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 that process seems it, it's intriguing for me because you've got all this makeup. You've got, you know, there's a fashion sense. You've got... You've, you, you've got chopsticks in your head at some point in your in your in your dreadlocks. Yeah. Um, but tell me about that process of just turning the camera towards yourself. Okay, let me uh, set the record straight. I don't paint myself black because I'm black anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just increase the the contrast. Okay. To be like the color that I am, that I like, you know, uh, respecting the yellow bones. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Um, I, I really don't. Posing for myself and shooting me, I didn't want, first of all, I didn't want to expose, you know, my friends into my own deepest personal issues. Because this dates back to when my mother worked as a domestic worker to now. And things that I experience or witness as a child, which really bugs me at this age. And thinking, oh my God, this can be, like you said, 2015 can be. Mm. It's supposed to be mm. long done with that. Um being in front of the camera is unnerving. It's just not nice at all. It's it's uncomfortable beyond words. Even though I like to challenge every photographer to look at themselves before we interfere with other people's faces. Mm. It's not nice. And I hear people saying, oh, I don't like to be in front of the camera. I prefer to be behind the scenes and so on. But you photograph other people. And surely those people, sometimes they feel awkward when you expose them to your own whatever personal agenda. So this is me against the world, confronting my own personal issues, speaking against or denouncing racism. Being in front of the camera is just not nice, but then I had to do it. Somebody had to do it. I had to do it painfully. And as I was busy taking all of this, Lerado travels a lot with me most of the time. So sometimes she has to deal with my many issues. This work needs to be produced every day. On wow. daily basis, I wanted to set a record of 365 
days and thinking of the material because I'm looking at the black body as the material and how it's perceived when violated as just a material mm. where nobody even cares whether you breathe or not. It's just like, you know, when you feel like you're being treated trashy and you're thinking, but why me? You know, why me? But then also at the same time, you should ask why this should happen to the next person, mm. you know, mm. consciously. So it has not been an easy experience. There are many times where I got stuck and I thought to myself, what am I doing? Do I really need to continue with this? How will, like at first I just thought, how will people receive this work? Will I be provoking other people? What will those who are interested in what I do think of me as I speak out now? Again, because I always speak my mind out whenever. And as long as I don't interfere with somebody, I just think, whatever that is unjust, I'll speak on it and then say this is it and done, you know. What does it do, though? What, what do you learn about yourself? This is what I'm curious about, because, as you say, it was unnerving being in front of that camera. And I suppose when you're tackling the subject of being black and looking at yourself, did you find new things about yourself that you didn't know you, that you didn't know existed, or did you have to confront new issues that you didn't know were there until you started staring yourself back in your face? Uh, for one, looking at the images that are like almost high fashion and things like that, mm -hmm. um, I think it happens maybe in five people in maybe in South Africa or around the world. It took time for any uh, skin product to have black faces in the covers of whatever. I've been questioning that for longest time. Why does it need to be like wow when it's supposed to just happen? Because we are the consumers, you know, of anything. Then I was thinking, people say, why do you have to question to be in the cover of any magazine? I just thought, you know what, I'll just create my own cover. <laughs> I don't need to wait for anyone to validate me. It's me. It's my body. It's my, my face. I have to say to myself, Zanella, you are beautiful, mm. you know, before somebody yeah, say that. Because most of the time, people always find negative things to say about you. So without uh, even indulging or entertaining you know such haters or hate remarks i just thought you know what? i have to make sure that i validate me you know i claim me so it's been good in that in that way but also at the same time there's something that i don't like because each time i look at me and think of the lives of many uh, a lot of black people or black women who really want to hit the celebrity whatever <laughs> spaces and they think why does it have to be painful it's not supposed to be painful either your height is, is, is used against you they said you're not tall enough to and then your body is used against you they said yeah you, your face is beautiful pretty face but your body you need to work on your body and then when you hear that spot and they say oh maybe your lips are just too uh, uh, big. big or your nose is just not nice you need to have a sharp point but nose and so on. <laughs> and then they have to try hard and you're thinking flip man I didn't give bad to me I was born by somebody or it's a mixture of two people that brought these features in me so like the more I think of it it's the more uh I get more irritated, but also at the same time, I have to overcome that. Because if I'm stuck in that negative mm. corner, then you I become won't the move victim forward. forever. Exactly. You become the victim forever. Zanella, I could talk to you for hours. I've got um, other guests coming in, but I want to know where we can. I know that your exhibition is not here at the moment. Is it in South Africa? 
Okay, I have an exhibition which is at uh, Stevenson Gallery, okay. number 62, Tudor Street in Bramfontein. Mm-hmm. And it's opened on the 19th of November, and then it's closing temporarily today, but it's going to open again on the 4th of Jan until the 29th of January. At Stevenson Gallery. Yeah, mm-hmm. Somnyama Ngunyama is at Stevenson Gallery in Bramfontein. Number 62, Tudor Street, opposite mm-hmm. Pick It Up offices. And, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and it's on uh, until the 29th of, uh, of, of, January. of January. So it's just. Uh, but are you there at your, at your exhibitions to have conversations and, you know, dialogue with, with viewers who may need to ask questions? Or with students? Yeah, no, no, I'm around, I'm around, mm-hmm. I'm around. I was there at the opening. Yeah, I'm always there for most of my openings. Mm-hmm. And most of the time I have, like, exhibition once a year in South Africa. And then I'm all over most of the Cause time. Because you are teaching. Um, um, we teach, like, informally wherever we needed, whenever we, we just came back uh, on Tuesday. Uh, from Italy in a place called Nuro in Sardinia where we taught community members and we the theme or topic was on self-representation mm. the importance of self-representation and how you do yourself you know mm. then to always be done it's been good it's been good it's been good are you going to teach voluntarily here I do, I do that. I all do the that. Time. I do that all the time. Last year in 2014, we worked with Aurora Girls High School in Soweto for the whole of 2014, and then this year we've been moving in different spaces. That's that's part of my social responsibility. Mm. And then next year we'll be working with also youth in Pretoria in KZN. Do you have you conceptualized what next you're going to be working on, or is it just going to come to you? Or <laughs> one day when you're sleeping no, or no, when no. you're watching something on the net and you think, damn, I need to do something about that. Um, um, I wish to finish Somnyama to be published by end of 2016 to come out in 2017 and then um, continue with my other projects. Uh, Faces and Phases is ongoing and Brave Beauties is ongoing. So whatever that I did before is not like um, doesn't come to an end you know continues ongoing but in between all of those uh, projects faces um somnia mangonyama becomes the major problem uh, project that i need to uh, uh, deal with so 365 portraits well thank you for coming into the studio and secondly thank you for your work and i'm yet to go to the exhibition to see it but what i've seen on the net is is yeah is is thoughtful um, and I hope you have a great holiday. Take Thank a break. You. you know, be good to yourself. Thank you. Look after that black body of yours. <laughs> <laughs> and that black face that looks uh, like a Jew. <laughs> Thank you. Thank no, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And to your team that you've, you've brought here, they've been taking pictures. Thank you so much for joining us.